Intimacy. <laughs> Into me, you see. Whatever. Some old crusty, old stale, rotten, moldy manna. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you for fathering our spirit. Bright cloud, our father. The father of glory and the father of spirits is his name in scripture. Shared a bunch of posts about the bright cloud overshadowing Jesus, overshadowing Peter, James, and John on the mountain of transfiguration. And from the bright cloud the Father spoke, This is my Son in whom I'm pleased. How many of y'all know he's talking about you? Talking about Christ in your belly, in your spirit. And everything that's, you know, religious and rebellious, that's the part just gets incinerated. That's the part where it says in Luke that they were afraid. <laughs> Sin is afraid of the Father, but as soon as you're washed in the blood of the Lamb, you're not afraid anymore. And you can live in the bright cloud. That's the new covenant. You got to get to a place where you're not scared of judgment. You're not scared of the glory cloud. You're not scared of the Lion of Judah. You're not scared of the kingdom of heaven. Now people say the fear of the Lord's beginning of wisdom, but it's not talking about being scared of judgment. Judgment has to do with punishment. The fear of the Lord is the awe of God, living in the astonishment, or called the marvel of God. You live in a constant state of marveling of the goodness of the Father. Every time Jesus walked in strength and stature and power and wisdom and might, the Bible says that they marveled. They were astonished. They were bewildered. I mean, that's where it's in over and over and over and over and over again. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They marveled that you may marvel at the bright cloud, your new father, by the spirit of adoption that fills your stomachs. And if you study how Mary was impregnated by the Messiah, by the divine sperm, it was by the bright cloud. <laughs> so if you want sonship, you have to be fathered in your womb with the Word of God, the wine of God, the anointing of God, and you got it. But you need to be fathered by the bright cloud. If anything else fathers you, you can't go to the next degree of glory because there's only one Father of glory. There's only one Father of spirits. There's only one Father of lights. God. There's only one God. <laughs> the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you look for it anywhere else, most deceptively in religion, you'll never taste the glory, you'll never taste the power, you'll never taste the new wine, you'll never be blessed, always be sad, angry, miserable, jealous, envious, and that strife against one another. That envy and strife stuff is because you haven't gotten to know your daddy yet, Papa, Abba Father. You haven't gotten to know him as the bright cloud, the Creator. And from Him, all blessings flow. So you live in the constant more than enough. The competition stuff and all the stuff that you see amongst all these orphans, and they're not just orphans, and the USA is really bad, but I see it also in Africa, I see it in Europe, I see it in Australia. Australia is really, really bad. 
in Asia also we, we deal with it. The whole Christian church is in infancy because of a lack of fathering of the bright glory cloud, a lack of the father of spirits, the father of lights, because they have all these other fathers, and these fathers are religious fathers, and so they're orphaned, and it's, you never have enough, and you're always in lack, and there's no faith, because it's always competition, because you're working in flesh, religion is of the flesh, and it's like, yeah, we say this stuff on Sunday morning, but no one believes it because no one has it operating in their life, so they still are in slavery to the pyramid on your $1 bill. And that's actually Jezebel's plan to get people so discouraged, their hearts so sick from hope deferred, so much carried on the stick religion, that nobody actually believes in God. But they all are Christians. <laughs> And you know that's exactly how it is. That's how it is with your spouses. That's how it is with your kids. They're like, yeah, I know it's a nice idea, but, you know, pff, nobody actually believes that stuff. Where's the evidence? Where is the God of Elijah? Where is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? He's the bright glory cloud. You know what he's busy doing? Raising up sons and daughters. Raising up mature ones that will demonstrate his fullness to the biggest bunch of unbelieving believers in the whole world of, in all history. We love him. You love the unbelieving believers. You love the bewitched Christians. You gotta, because if you stop loving, you start sinking. You start slipping. You start backsliding. What are we going to backslide into off of the bright, glory cloud? I mean, once you're in the bright cloud, you couldn't get us off this cloud even if you sawed our bodies in half with a wooden saw right through our guts. Not a chance in hell. You know, you're so one with the Father and in love with the Father and you've been through so much in life and you've found the meaning of life and you've already tasted everything that's out there and you know there's nothing else here in this whole universe except Christ and Him crucified and living the divine Zoe life in total dependency on your rich treasury of glory, Christ in you, that you don't even waste your time anymore. I mean, that's really what spiritual maturity is. You don't, you don't do anything except what the Father's doing. You don't speak anything except what the Father's saying. You don't doubt. You don't worry. You don't care. Cast your cares to the Father because He cares for you. I mean, really, test the Father in these things. I mean, he's the creator of heaven and earth. He's, he's not a gentle little guy that's going to be offended. He already knows what's inside you. He knows all your fears. He knows all your cares. He knows all your worries. He knows how doubtful and un unbelieving you are. He knows. He already, so it's not like he's going to be surprised when you just get real with him and be like, Papa, and he just burns it all out of you, and you just let the cloud carry you, and you're finally home and you're done striving for it, you're done working for it like the older prodigal, you're done rebelling against it like the younger prodigal, you just got the goat slaughtered, the calf slaughtered of your pride and lust, and you entered the feast of real Christianity. You've entered the kingdom of heaven, and you've become a Christ one, a Christian. You've become one dependent on Christ and not the world and its natural elemental forces of spiritual wickedness. See, 
the thing that's so deceiving about witchcraft and the religious devil is that it's just natural. It's natural. But you have to understand the natural is demonic. That's the imprisonment of the curse of the fall. Witchcraft is actually what keeps you in a natural state of mind. There's a spiritual force that holds you in the natural realm. It's called the curse of the law. It's starlight, Satan's tail that swept one-third of the stars of the second heavens. That's what actually locks you in the natural dimension. But when you're in the glory dimension, you're no longer bound by the curse. You're no longer bound by the natural dimension. Jesus walked on water. He walked through walls. He multiplied bread. He multiplied fish. He healed every sickness and every disease. He drove out every demon. He preached jubilee. He preached the glory of God. He preached the knowledge of the glory so it could cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. He is the King of glory, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. And you have Him already in you. Now it's time to realize it. Now it's time to be fathered by the same exact Father. It's time to discard anything in your mind that's been distracted. And they're all false fathers. What's a false father? A God besides God. <laughs> it's a false God. Anything that fathers your mind, your will and emotions besides the bright glory cloud is a fallen angel. And it's a true saying, I tell you the truth. If the fallen angels were to put flesh on, they would blot out the sun in the heavens, and you would never see daylight again. But I tell you the truth, you have resurrection power that you can rise higher than the light of the sun into the glory light, into the resurrection life. And you have a river of bright glory cloud flowing through you. Revelation 14.14 14 is your blueprint. You need the Word. You need revelation. Revelation is hidden man. It's hidden because it's invisible, but it's a tangible substance. It's the faith of God. You get so high on revelation. You get so drunk on revelation. And that's how you really go from glory to glory. By eating out of the hand of God, the fiery coals of God into your belly, and the Lion of Judah going back and forth inside your rich treasury of glory, inside your spiritual stomach, stacking gold bricks, which is grace, divine favor, and spiritual blessings, and you build upon the solid rock. There is a building of God. The Apostle Paul says, I labored amongst you as a master builder, because he was building of your spirit life. And you got all these other counterfeit builders that build of your flesh life. They build you in the curse and they build you upside down. We build you in the resurrection, right side up, spiritually, that you may obtain really mature manhood of Jesus Christ through your hearts and mind and manifest as the sons of God, manifest as the clouds of glory of the Father of glory. And let your bright cloud overshadow your city. And let your throne in the Father's house be servant of all spirits in your city. So that you've conquered not just the high place with Elijah, but the low place with Moses. Moses opened the earth. 
and swallowed the enemies of Christ. Elijah opened the heavens and swallowed the enemies of Christ. So you've conquered the heavens above and the earth beneath with your spiritual stature. <laughs> That's why we have to go lower still or to the lowest place possible called the throne of grace. He's always been here in perfection. Mystics of old like Enoch found him before he had even gone to the cross, before there was an Old Testament or New Testament, before there was any covenant, before there was a Bible, before they even had manuscripts. They found him. You know how they found him? Because they were humble men. They got humbled by the world and different things that happened in the world. Enoch at age 65 gave birth to his son, Methuselah. And he had an epiphany. He had a revelation. He saw the flood, and he walked with God. He got humbled that there's so much more to this world beyond you. The reality of the Creator. That's what will strike you. That's what will change you. Revelation directly from the bright glory cloud and God the Father speaking to you from the bright cloud. And you can live on the mountain of transfiguration and you never have to come down. Jesus came down physically, but He didn't come down spiritually. That same bright, glory cloud and that same mountain of transfiguration was in His belly. It's called Mount Zion, the mountain of fire, the mountain of the unlimited anointing oil that is every Christian's gift from God the Father when they ask the Messiah into their heart. Guess what? He comes in. He didn't give you just a little part of Him the only reason why you experience just a little part of Him is because you only know a little bit about Him. But Revelation opens the package of salvation. It reveals what you receive the day you were born again. You received the fullness of deity in bodily form. You received the richest measure of the Divine Presence and have become a body fully filled and flooded with God Himself. You have received the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You have received the throne of grace in the lowest place, and you have received the bright glory cloud of God the Father in the highest place, so that you can stand up as a pillar of light or a son and daughter of the living God to hold up the tabernacle of His presence over your region. And that's really what it's all about. <laughs> and it's fun. I mean, you get to have the most fun because you are the royal priesthood. You are the priesthood of Melchizedek. Every one of you is priests and kings. Every single one of you. And your spirit looks exactly like God the Father. And the funnest thing is growing up to who God created you to be and casting off every lie, all the false humility, all the nonsense that the world tells you and the religion that's in the world. And the kingdom of heaven unfolds the package of salvation through your spiritual stomach through the impregnation of the Word of God, of the Divine Child, and you get out of the way, and Christ in you rules and reigns with you in covenant to God His Father, now your Father by adoption. And no one can earn this. No one can say they deserve it by what they've done. This is actually what grace is, to live in the perfect glory as a son and daughter of glory. <laughs> and you do go from glory to glory, because even in the high place on the mountain of transfiguration in the bright glory cloud is your Father manifesting the fullness of the seven spirits of God 
through your bowels of compassion, you go around and you accumulate glory. So now that you're walking in that, what do you do? Conquer your region, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the outer ends of the earth. Lay your life down and serve others more highly than yourself. Minister to your brothers and sisters and your aunts and uncles and your cousins and your mom and dad and grandparents and everyone, everyone. You know, you pour out your spirit on all flesh. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Well, what happens when you become a temple of the Holy Spirit, a new covenant believer, and you realize you have a rich treasury of glory, of unlimited glory from the throne of grace coming through your bowels of compassion, wide open towards everyone in unconditional love? Well, then you minister to them. You glorify them. You get up under every single person in your entire territory, and you become servant of all. And you got to start with your spouse. You got to start with Jerusalem. If you avoid taking care of your family, God will just reset button every time. Reset, reset, reset. Because you're avoiding the most difficult task. Oh, they knew me when I was a hypocrite. They knew me when I had secret sin. They're never going to believe. They'll believe. It just costs you all your stinking, filthy pride. Because we've all been hypocrites. <laughs> Because we come out of tremendous sin, every single one of us. And that's the most costly price to pay. To lay your life down and serve your spouse, serve your parents, serve your aunts and uncles and your cousins and your neighbors and the people that have known you the longest time. Serving Jerusalem. That's what it means. Serving your immediate family and friends that have known you your whole life where you grew up. They're like, oh, now he's got religion. Oh, great, you know. And then the, the trials begin. You know, I, I knew them when they were an alcoholic. And now, now they're a religious fanatic. Here we go. You know, cross addiction, they call it. Just fanatics, you know. And prove it to them. Prove how real God is to them. And it will cost you everything. And God set it up that way on purpose so that you could be the real deal. A lot of people don't want to be the real deal, so they just go to church and fake it. And just outward, whitewashed tombs because they don't want to pay the price for inward transfiguration by the renewing of their mind. Because <laughs> it does cost you all your human nature. And I will gladly give up all of our dead things and our idols and all of our secret sin and everything in the hidden place of the heart. We give it all up so that we can serve God in spirit and truth, which is worship, <laughs> so that we're not religious Christians, so that we can actually change this world and heal the nations in the lowest place as servant of all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for people that are willing to pay the price, that have already paid the price and are going deeper still and are being fathered by your great glory cloud and your brightness right through their minds and your throne of grace, right through their stomachs and their hearts, filling their bellies with the grace of the Lord Jesus, showing them that the impossible is possible, and that's where you begin. That is the elementary first step of the kingdom, stepping into the impossible, walking on the water of the Word, walking through the walls of the restrictions of religion, and setting people free from the dungeons of their humanity and all the white and black curses of Satan and his angels were burnt out of them, by the river of life below them 
and by the great glory cloud above them. Thank you, Father, for fathering many sons and daughters into full spiritual stature and full glory, that they can be a tabernacle of your full presence through their entire regions of flesh today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory to God.